Hey now, remember me? I don't know. Is AJ back? Clearly, AJ wasn't uh, paying attention when it came to dropping, dropping in the right slides for the show. Probably should have paid a little more attention to that. It's like it nailed everything else, but that one kind of outside the scope, if you will. Sure. But here we are, kids. Show 201, if you can believe that. I cannot. Does this, <laughs> does this program have an illustrator? Just put a big one right across it. There uh, you go. No, you, you just, you know, you just give it a second. Oh, look at that. You just there rub, it is. Give it the right touch and it'll go. Oh, man. Catch my breath, if you will. So welcome back to another episode of The Pucknologist. You're only completely live, unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, and commercial sharks podcast. Wraps up your week of Sharks Hockey that's part of Teal Town, USA. Remember, you can help us stay commercial-free by using the Super Chat option during live shows, or better yet, support us using Venmo, which you can find. Teal Town, USA is everywhere, including Venmo. <laughs> if this is your first time checking out the cast, though, remember, hit subscribe on the platform of your choice and leave your takes in the comments section if you're not with us in the live chat. And if you need the 24-7 fix of the Sharks talk, you can hit up the jerk man at hockey underscore jerk on Twitter to score your very own Discord invite. And remember, we're giving away little prizes here and there every Sunday for the Pucknologist. And uh, hey, if you're on iTunes or Spotify, hit five-star rating and leave us a review there, would you? That would be hella cool. We need, we need some new reviews on iTunes and Spotify, don't you know? Did I see a super chat coming already? Wow. That's awesome. Mitya. Dude, thank you so much. AJ, get yourself a healthy beverage. Funny you should say that. I just happen to have my Gatorade right here. This has been getting me through the last 10 days pretty solidly. Sponsor. Yeah, I think we need to get there. So, uh, man, just just two uh just two guys battling through stuff. <laughs> dude. So, uh, since we weren't here last week, I guess we'll start with the question that's on a lot of people's minds. Um, is going to a Raiders game and a Sharks game on the same day a bit excessive? You know, in the moment, I didn't think so. But being that I've been sick since Wednesday, I'm starting to think that it might have been. And was there two Raider games in five days? <sighs> yes. And did the team literally go from zero to 63 during that time? Also, yes. Here, here's here's the thing. Whatever, you know. That's quite the can, jerk bump. A lot can be said about, you know, the, the game last Sunday, 3-0 to zero loss against the Vikings. Like, that one, yeah, it was a boring game, whatever. But the thing is, so my father-in-law, diehard Vikings fan for 40-plus years, never been to a game. So I'm like, all right, I'll ride with you, you know. And we had a hell of a time. We We shared some chicken tenders, and it was fucking cool, you know. And so I was super happy to be there as boring as it was. The game against the Chargers on Thursday, you know, I think had I, had I not been 
had I not been battling uh, whatever, you know, bug you want to call this. The Rona. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not yet. I mean, I tested three times. We'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously a very thrilling game if you're a Raiders fan. Thrilling to be there. But considering that I was in the beginnings of being sick, it felt like it was never going to end. And I wanted to just bang my head on the side <laughs> of the wall. Yeah. Uh, so for me, yes, uh, I had what is referred to as a cardiac event, (laughs) zero out of 10, do not recommend. All I can say is eat your veggies and everything in moderation, protect, particularly important if you have an addictive personality as I can from time to time. I mean, how long did I stay on the Eric Carlson thing? (laughs) (laughs) Surprise didn't come sooner. Right. Um, but to everyone who reached out with the well wishes, of course, thank you. And, and, you know, a lot too many to name, but you know who you are and I'll never forget that. And to everyone who did not reach out, I know who you are and I'll never forget that. <laughs> if you want to know more about it though, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do a quick hit on discord after we're done with the show, just in case anybody has any questions, you know, kind of a deal open book that way. So. It's another takeover. Thank God. You know, there's only, do you know, do you know that we have to do this shit again on New Year's Eve? Yeah, but you know what? Though? Isn't here's it against the avalanche again? <laughs> here, here's, here's something to, to consider though. I want you to chew on this for a little bit. You're like, New Year's off. What do you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, but here's the thing. So, and I think we talked about it probably the last time we did a takeover, you know, the, uh, the, t- the one, t- I mean, we, you know, all the takeovers, you can say many things about them, but the one takeover that you and I were probably equally dreading is the one neither of us did. Mm. And so, yeah. you know, that's, you know, in a is... weird kind of way it worked out. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad, you know, fucked I, up kind of way. yeah, definitely a, a fucked kind of way, but, uh, <sighs> you know, the I mean, the game on New Year's Eve, yeah, it's at 5 PM and, you know. You don't have work on that Monday. I don't have work on that Monday. So yeah, not to not to say it's going to be a four hour spectaculathon or anything, but, but we could go four hours and it still wouldn't be New Year's by then. Fair enough. So there you I go. I hope it doesn't get. I hope it doesn't get to that point. There's a allegedly a neighborhood neighborhood firework show that um, I think we can get you, you know, to that in time. Wants to be attended. Yeah. Uh, and and if thanks if, if you belong to the police. Uh, I am not going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, Martin. Glad you didn't die. Yeah, me too. You generally, I think that's the vibe, right? Yes. Uh, so another takeover sharks at Colorado and, uh, this one, it got out of hand and it got out of hand pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I expected it to get out of hand or to happen so quickly when you take into account that the sharks have been sitting there for a day. And the avalanche got rinsed in Winnipeg last night. Yeah. They came in pissed the fuck off. <laughs> I mean, it took them all of, what, three minutes to score? Not even that? Yeah, it definitely it, it came quick and it came often. That's what they say. Yeah. I mean, so you've got um, Nikushkin, power play goal. Well, seven eighteen For whatever, I, I felt like three eighteen, But anyway... Uh, but dude, four power play goals in this game. Uh, it's just pfft. special teams all up the wazoo, but, uh, 
I mean, dude, after the first period, it's Nikushkin, it's Rantanen, it's Wood, McKinnon with a pair of assists in the first, uh, uh, along with Drouin, and you're just kind of like, yes, yeah, uh, I wonder if the Sharks are going to score in this one. Yeah, it definitely felt like, you know, after, uh, I mean, ending the first period 3-0, to zero, and then very early on, it's 4-0, to zero, and you're kind of thinking, okay, yeah, are the Sharks going to score tonight? Like, is there going to be anything positive to talk about? Because at that point it was kind of just Colorado running and gunning. And, you know, I know we'll get into it, but I wasn't really a fan of the major penalty in the first period. Um, yeah. I, I just, yeah, it was, it, it, it got critical fast. Um, well, when and, it was, when it was yeah. four nothing and I'm like, wait a minute, didn't these guys just get run out of Arizona with a donut? Yep. I'm like, wait a minute. And then, and I tweeted it out. It was like last six and a half periods that they, they haven't scored a goddamn goal. The previous like 16 periods, they'd scored 26 goals. Like, boy, well, it just, uh, it dries up fast, man. Well, I feel like this has been the Sharks kind of standard operating procedure for the last little while. Like there's no predictable games. You know what I mean? Like, there's games where, like the game against Winnipeg where the Sharks beat Winnipeg. I thought Winnipeg was going to completely dice the Sharks, and they didn't. And then, you know, shoe on the other foot. I thought the Sharks were going to beat Arizona on, um, was yeah. that Friday? And 1-0. Yep. to Like, the, the Sharks, more than anything, like, this year, it's just kind of been hard to predict because they they play well. You know, it's not like they do well against bad teams and good against, or, um, poorly against good teams like they do well and do poorly against all teams and it's kind of like a flip of it's kind of like a flip of a coin almost yeah who's going to show up that night really impossible to track yeah and and you know whether you want to call it an excuse or not jerk just you know made mention of it three minutes in mcdonald's gone for the game then you lost addison for the entire third so you're already, you know, kind of down there. Not to mention the, you know, obviously there's a Sturm not being in there hurts you a lot. Yep. And then, and it's essentially their eighth road game in nine. It's their eighth roadie in nine games. So. Uh, what, what, did oh. you, what did you, what did you think about that? The McDonald hit. Uh, I think McDonald, uh, I don't think it was a major, I, I don't think it was worth getting tossed. I think maybe maybe a double minor because at some point, uh, Malinsky's got to be responsible for himself. You Correct. Know, you know, it's like if I'm up against the boards, if I see a dude coming, I have two options: I can prepare myself for it, or I can sit there and go, "Yeah, dude, right in the right between the numbers, bro. Give me that five minutes." Well, and and here's the other thing: so just watching, like you watch the play, and yeah, like definitely a penalty. Like you want to say two minutes for boarding, sure. You want to say double minor for elbowing whatever you want to say like sure but i i what i think is maybe not being taken into consideration is the fact that right before mcdonald made comeback come jesus contact <laughs> um malinsky he kind of stumbled yeah. and caught the boards to brace himself so i think you are right like you know the the onus is on malinsky to protect himself the onus on is on mcdonald to pull up but at the same time, it's not like McDonald blew him up. Like, I think, <laughs> exactly. I think had Malinsky not fall, not uh, stumbled, I think that would have been a clean hit and the play wouldn't have even stopped. You know what I mean? Oh, 
dude, it, it, when it went to when they initially called it a five, and then they said it's going to review, and I'm like, okay, this will be this will be a two. So you know they'll go back and look and go, okay, clearly you know Chief took a little stumble and blah blah blah. And then when they piled on and and they you know showed him the door, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, like I said, I I saw him sitting in the box and I was like, well, all right, whatever. And then they put that five up there, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, hold, wait, hold on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, also I think worth mentioning, had McDonald not gotten ejected, I don't think the Sharks' fortunes would have been all that different. True, but you know the, the Sharks always need extra defensemen wherever they can. <laughs> sure, fair enough. Uh, Martin Jeffries, yeah. Why did the Avs rink announcer sound like an eight year eight year old child? Because evidently it was. Did you see my? Did you see my reply to that in the chat? Uh, no. What did you say? Oh, because the oh, because tonight they were. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Um, <laughs> I put that out as a tweet, or I'm like, did somebody win a contest to be the in game announcer? Like that's initially that was like, is that what's happening here? And then. Somebody came at me and said, uh, you know, um, make a wish thing. And I went, okay, I can see that. And somebody else came at me and said it was like kids night tonight or something. Like they had kids in different function. So this was like a whole planned promotion thing. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I just wish uh, we would have gotten a a bit more of a heads up. Because when I, you know, when I heard that first, you know, when it was like, you know, Nikushka in goal, and I went. Who let the kid into the announcing booth? It was. Uh, it, it just took me by surprise. Um. Oh, the other thing I just wanted to get. Uh, oh, okay, I, I'll get to it because uh, I see Puck guys coming in. Uh, presumably, presumably that's Puck guy. Uh, but bringing in some uh, quotes from the game here. Hoffman took a late hit and got in there. Unfortunately, that I, unfo- oh, unfortunately that ugh, unfortunate that I got the penalty. All right, there you go. Yes, well, it is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, wraps it all up, everybody. <laughs> um, so what? So what you're saying is when you <laughs> when you take a penalty, it is unfortunate. That's that's what we've gleaned from this. Yeah, evidently, and so. I came at him from cross ice. According to the officials, it is what it is. For all why you got the double minor. And of course, who else is going to serve it but LeBanc? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what La, he's there La for. LeBox, right? Oh, dude. Can we get him la fuck out of here? I, Dude, I said that uh, during the Vegas game last weekend. Like, and, and you know me. I've been a pretty staunch defender of LeBanc oh, yeah. from, the, from the beginning. But... Dude, that specifically the game against Vegas, which I realized was last week, but like he was so bad, just bad, bad, bad. Right. And I'm just like, okay, like obviously a very polarizing player, whatever, but objectively terrible on this night. Yeah. And you think about how many people have to be out for him to be in. Right. Dude, Couture, Carpenter, Emerson, Benning, Sturm, Smith, Duclair, Vlasic. Oof. Lindblom. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. And that was the other thing that kind of caught me off guard is the fact that so Vlasic, I guess, flew out to Colorado to join the team and doesn't even play. Like, what the, f- like, honestly, what the fuck's the point? Like, you've already missed yeah, like I three mean, or four games for personal reasons. I mean, unless they wanted him as an option. I guess. 
That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, because they don't have enough defensemen. Right. Uh, let's see. Ferraro. It was tough to gain any momentum during that first period. Well, yeah, because you guys kept taking fucking penalties. I mean, you start off the th- three minutes into it, and you're killing a five-minute major. So, yeah. What did, did somebody you... say five-minute major? <laughs> I mean, you put yourself behind the eight ball. And to the Sharks' credit, it did take Colorado f- 430 before they actually scored on that five-minute major. So, I mean, if you want to, you know, try to take one of the those positive things that the broadcast is always hopping on, there you go. Um, but, man, Sleepy Mofo saying LeBanc's checked out already. He's looking towards March. Dude, got to bring up his stock. I feel you on that, man. But, you know, Hurdle's your only guy to score in this one, you know. Two goals, both of them on the power play. That's the one thing you can say. Uh, which we're going to get into here in a little bit. But, man, dude, since Thanksgiving, this team is has, has – you can see from the show description, I said instead of – you know, most people say Thanksgiving turkey. I said Thanksgiving goose because since Turkey Day, this team has gotten a bit of a goose. Yeah. You know, they've gotten a little <laughs> right up uh, right up the backside. And, dude, all of a sudden, the power play, I think, coming into t- to tonight from Thanksgiving – Dude, they're like seventh. Like, where the fuck's that been for a while? Well, and I and I think it's a larger commentary on the Sharks um, in general. When, and I think we may have mentioned this a couple weeks ago, they uh, like the Sharks are really only dominating the play when they have a man advantage. Mm. And if that's not like a larger commentary on just how bad they are, you know, true that. I see Ferraro with another comment here. In the second, I liked our compete in the last 20, especially on the power play. <laughs> Are we sure that's Ferraro and not Quinn? Because anytime I hear I, I liked our compete, that just sounds like Quinn. Dude, it, but even then, like, is that not the most, like, no, is that not, not like the say lowest? Say nothing just, answer? But is that not just the lowest bar ever? <laughs> like, you know, like if I go out to the media and it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> The team, you know, uh, the the team really played hard tonight. It's like, well, yeah, shouldn't they? Like, is right? It, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you you don't get employee of the month for showing up to work on time. Like, you just do it, dude. Well, it's it with Quinn. It's I. It's always I liked our compete, or it's uh, what's his other go to? Oh man, I was gonna try. Oh, uh, you know, nobody wants to hear a sad story, or nobody, you know, nobody. I forget what it is. It's something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, but it's, you know, nobody cares that we're not doing well or some shit like that. It's just like how Todd McClellan used to, oh, we need a lot more polish here and we need a lot more polish there. Polish, 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 polish. All right, Quinn is saying some things here. Uh, It says, I don't know. I mean, five-minute major, he toe picks as Mac pulls up a bit. I mean, that's very much like what you were saying, dude. Right. And and like I said, I don't think if Malinsky, if he doesn't clip the ice there, that's probably just a hit, and then the play goes the other way, and nobody even thinks twice about it. Is that something that they can like go and review, and like a day later, and you know, obviously they can't rescind it. Dude, dude got you know tossed. But well, no, it would I be think really nice if like the NHL look, took a further look at that and say, you know what, stripes fucked up on this one. They got it wrong. Well, and and I think what they would do is, you know, I I I think as a as a procedure, I think player safety. Um, I think player safety takes a look at all ejections 
And so they would probably look at that one, I would hope, and, you know, based on the situation, kind of say, okay, you know what? Yeah, it was an ejection, but we're just not going to touch it. And, you know, I thought the whole point of, you know, (laughs) reviewing, I thought the whole point of reviewing major penalties and double minors was to kind of, you know, if a referee did overreact with the call of a penalty, they could turn around and say, hey, you know what? I kind of overreacted. This is what it actually is. But to call a five-minute power play and then review it and be like, yep, that's good. Like, it just makes me wonder if they even saw Malinsky toe pick. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Quinn, about brand new shark. What What's his name? Jake Studnika. Studnika. So, tough game to get thrown into. Didn't have a lot of pop in his skating. Well, he did just get here. Give him some time. Yeah, and he and I believe he, you know, I believe he drove to Arizona on Friday, and then immediately had to jump on the plane to Colorado. So it's like I don't know how hard you can be on him. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, is LeBanks still on the team? <laughs> <laughs> ah, what are you gonna do? Uh, Tony pointing out that the uh, the Sharks can't stop uh, with the bad penalties. You know, many bad giveaways, missed passes. Not to mention the fact the that the ice in Arizona looked like dog shit. Um, right. Declare scratch, scratch for being lazy. Yeah. Do oh my god, that that offsides. Ch- oh my god, dude. Uh, I thought Remenda was gonna lose this shit. I don't like. I don't like Duclair being scratched just because, like we've talked about, like yeah, you want to send you you know you send a lesson to certain guys, and I understand that, but. At the same time, like, you got to let these prominent players, you, you, you can't bench them for just one kind of common mistake. You know what I mean? You got to take, you got to realize that the good far outweighs the bad. You know what I mean? Yep. No, I'd, I'd maybe chalk that up to a brain fart. I'm not sure. Uh, another comment coming in here that says, anyone else pissed off at the effort today? I'm on team tank, so I didn't mind the regulation loss, but up until the third, they didn't play like a unit. I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I don't mean that to discount your comment. I'm just, I'm just kind of like, look, you got different guys playing on different lines. You lost, you know, one of your guys in the first couple of minutes. You already, you know, you're kind of behind the eight ball. Like I said, eighth roadie in nine games. You're at elevation. Like there's a like. And and they had that tremendous run during that six game road trip. It was you know the pendulum was due to swing the other way, and I think we're just seeing it right now. Right. But look, uh, it it was bound to happen. But you know, for the most part, I think it's just a case of look. There's a few guys that need some time. You know, Thrun hasn't exactly you know thrilled me so far. Right, uh, which I I think that's a product of just you know being in there too early. Yep, uh, which is fine. It happens, you know. Yeah, a co- um, a cochuk, a hot chuk. Oh, man, that's gonna take me. <laughs> but I I think he. It seems like you know for the most part he seems to get better game after game. But then we'll take a step back, or he'll have a brain fart. But. At least most of these guys seem to be doing all okay. I just, again, I I get it that Ferraro, he's uh, Mr. Energy, Mr. Positivity. He's always go, go, go. He blocks all the fucking shots. 
leads the NHL in block shots, which to me says then, okay, so the Sharks lead the league in shots allowed. Cool. Yep. So that being said, it's if Ferraro is your number one defenseman, ooh, that speaks volume as to how bad it is on your blue line. I almost wonder if a better stat would be like for Ferraro specifically, like I'd be curious to know the percentage of percentage of sharks shots allowed blocked by Ferraro. I'd be curious to know that percentage. Mm -hmm. You know, I do want to make a comment as well. I saw somebody in the chat talking about, you know, questioning the effort level and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it made me think of this. So uh, can you believe two months into this season? Yeah. Sure. Like I still have people like come in talking to me, sending me notes on Twitter and stuff being like, man, I can't believe the Sharks lost yesterday. And it's like, you can't <laughs> at this point. You can't You're like, like, really? It's that difficult my, for you to grasp? Yeah. My, like I was talking to my buddy and he was like, yeah, you know, I mean, they've got some wins lately, but I just can't believe what's going on. And I'm like, how? <laughs> well, and McKinnon, what was like four point night tonight? Um, yeah, at least four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two goals, two assists. Yep. Correct. So, I mean, look, it's the, the, for those of you, I don't know if you've seen Deadpool two, the sharks, <laughs> the sharks tonight ran into the juggernaut bitch. Yeah. It is what it is. This, the, you know, when, when a more talented team, you know, comes in, in, what is it? What'd you say? Pushes, pushes your shit in. <laughs> <laughs> it is who would have, who would have thought? Five five years ago, five years ago when the Sharks beat the Avalanche in Game Seven, uh, who would have <laughs> who would have thought that this is where we'd be we would be now? Oh man, makes you think. And the fact that they did this without Kale McCarr tonight, I, you know, I think <laughs> and to Landis your point, Gog. woo. To your point, that just shows how much of a juggernaut they are, right? So there you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, take away the power play goals, the Sharks still lose. You know, <laughs> and I, I haven't, I've yet to confirm this. I'm still working my sources, but, but I've heard. Dude, don't take my fucking comment, dude. I'm gonna I've be pissed. Heard, I'm gonna be I have so heard. I have heard. If the Sharks had scored more goals than Colorado, they may have won. I've heard that too, but I couldn't confirm it. I don't oh, know. Man. No, what was what was the one that I heard? It was um, yeah. So you know, during their longest road trip of the season, that you know that stretch that ended just left in Vegas for you last weekend, the Sharks went three, two, and one, and in and a winning road trip was far more than most expected, and I think for some far more wins than most than most wanted. Mm -hmm. But did you know, according to someone on the broadcast, if you take out the losses, the Sharks won every one of those games. <laughs> Dude, that's mind crazy. blowing, right? Dude, does does the president know about this? Like, <laughs> dude, we, we gotta we gotta tell somebody. <laughs> Get it, dude. Hit the red line, dude. Oh man! All Imagine, right, dude. I think, like, you know, everybody talks about, you know, and, and it's easy, right? Oh, you know, L.A. Kings have two Stanley Cups. Anaheim Ducks have a cup. Vegas Golden Knights have a cup, right? Well. Gosh darn it. 
the Sharks, I'll have you know, what year is this of this franchise? 33? <laughs> the Sharks have 33 hypothetical Stanley Cups. Can you believe that? Yeah. That's unmatched. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just... <sighs> I mean, had they not lost, they would have won, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> so let's take it back to the uh, beginning. I think that's probably it for the comments. It seems to be... Uh, take yeah. it back. So that all that shit's over. So, oh please, Tony, do not bring up Quinn's job. I'm, I'm, we're over that topic, bro. Dude, okay, <laughs> let 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 me. Uh, we'll, we'll, the Sharks scored twenty six goals in like five games, right? Not once during that time did I hear anybody bring up Quinn's job or Here, what a me... great job he was doing. But let's, let's... you know, but they score one goal in three games, and it's oh, fire Quinn! Come on. Let Let's put it this way. I think David Quinn could sneak up behind Mike Greer and take a bat to him, and his job would be safe. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know what it is. It it reminds me of the um, like I I don't I'm not here to uh, do the the political thing, but it's that whole idea of like when gas prices go up, a certain section of the uh, the the country blames the president for them going up, but when they but when all those prices start to fall precipitously just like bottom out, I never hear those same people go, hey, you know what? Credit the president for these ridiculously low prices I'm paying right now. You know what I mean? Hey, speaking of, dude, I got gas tonight. That shit was the cheapest it's been in almost three years. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm right there um, with you. I, I had to buy it yesterday, but yeah. But he, and, and here's the other thing. like, uh, But you get what you I'm know, saying. To I totally get it. Like, If you're going to call out the, the criticisms, you have to call out the praises as well. Yeah, you got to have a both um, ways. You know, and 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 not that this is really relevant at all to what you just said, but it made me think of it. So, and I don't know why. So I don't know. I had a uh, I had a, a Nyquil dream last night. Um, <laughs> this is the best. That, <laughs> that uh, and and I'll be totally honest with you. I forgot that I had it until just about two minutes ago when we were talking about these things. I had a dream that the Sharks had an injury, and they put a, a a mystery player in the lineup and it was Mike Greer and he had the C on his jersey. <laughs> and I'm like, like I I'm thinking back on it now and I'm like, what the fuck was I dreaming about? <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd like to know. All right. So let's see. Three games this week, the Sharks scored three goals. I mean or, or we're not I don't think we're back to the you know, that era of <laughs> era October, right? We're not back to the first 12 games where they were struggling to, to, to score all the time. That being said though, Jesus Christ, if it's not hurdle or Eklund, how the hell is this team scoring anything? Right? No shit. Dude. <laughs> I mean, Eklund gets his, uh, another game winner. He had like half of his goals this season are game winners. You got to love that dude. That makes me go back to the whole uh, debate that we've gone back and forth with, uh, like the Ronick debate, where it was kind of like, you know, do you want uh, the Ronick for me? That you know, the guy who's gonna who's gonna score thirteen goals in a season, but ten are gonna be game winners, or do you want um, Mahalik, the guy who's gonna you know pot you thirty, but seven of them are gonna be you know, like meaningful, the other 23 are going to come in garbage time or it's piling on. Right. 
So right now, dude, Eklund just seems like, man, he's that guy that, uh, to, to quote Daryl Sutter, I don't need guys who score bunches of goals. I need guys who score big goals. Yeah. And right now, Eklund is huge. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely kind of, at least currently, come into that role of like, you know, him and Hurdle. It's like, oh, need a goal? Okay, put him on the ice, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude. Which is good. I mean, that's like objectively good. The Sharks... <laughs> The Sharks need that from those players. And and the thing is, is that you had to have liked the game against Win or, uh, Winnipeg. I mean, they yeah, come off battle. that that six game that six game road trip uh, road uh, trip longest of the season. They come back. We all know the struggles that the Sharks had trying to win at SAP last season. Only eight wins last year. So they pick up a win, and it, obviously a nail biter. But uh, and and but they came out on fire, dude. Like they, you know, they right. couldn't stop talking about it in the first first part of the uh, or first half of the first period. The shots were like twelve to one now, and it, but it ended fifteen to fifteen. But for those first ten minutes, the Jets had to have been like, "What the hell did we walk into?" And when the Jets came into this game, weren't they number one in the Central? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, they had to have been like, "Wait, what?" Well, and here's the other thing too is like the Jets are going to be without Kyle Connor for at least six weeks, right? Your how man. Easy, my man. How easy would it have been for the Sharks to underestimate a Kyle Connorless Winnipeg Jets? Mm-hmm. And they didn't, you know? And and the thing is, like, I know the Winnipeg Jets, like, they're kind of the fun team to make fun of, right? But they're really good. And the fact that the Sharks, like, you know, if the Sharks blew them out, like, oh, okay, whatever, every dog has their day, right? But the fact that the Sharks battled and got a scrappy win, like, to me, that's more impressive than if they just pumped them 6-0. Oh, big time. And the, and then the thing that uh, was Worth pointing... mentioning, I'm sorry. Worth yeah. mentioning Larry Brassois was in net, but oh, he's, still, he's still only allowed two goals. <laughs> How often do you let in two goals and lose? Oh, it's true, dude. Especially in today's NHL. Big time. Uh, Granlin the, mentioned on the cast for this one, Granlin leading the NHL in assists and points in the month of December. Hey, huge. Remember like a month ago when you were like, this fucking guy can't do anything. Dude, dude I was so tilted, man. And then he's, Chief, he's been hot. Is that like, the AJ bump? Is that the call? Out? <laughs> gotta be. I think it's gotta be. Well, and, and you know what? Like I, I'm, I'm, you know, once this season ends, I want to go back and listen to the show that we did. Uh, in reaction to the Eric Carlson trade and see how much of the predictions we threw out there came to fruition. Oh, I'm sure none of mine did. But... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then because... Tony asking why why Eklund, why Eklund skates hunched over and falls down so much and Martin says, yeah, it's because his back is heavy from carrying all the team. Oh, oh, so true. Uh, then, uh, like we said, the Sharks go on a quick two-game roadie after one quickie at home, but Arizona, man, one to nothing. We talked about it earlier, dude. The ice looked like shit. Pucks bouncing all over the place. No crisp passing. Uh, but the weird thing about this is that the Sharks had two goals that were called back. Uh, Eklund follows up a cunning, you know, cunning going for the tie goal, and it's called back for goalie interference. What do you think about that? Ah, uh, is that you legit? Know, you think that's just kind of a, is that a coin toss or what is that? It, it, it was borderline. Like I, like I think however it ended up shaking out, I, I don't think I was going to be all that surprised by it just because the contact, it did look minimal, but it was also in the blue. 
So, you know, you kind of take what you can get, you know? Yeah. It, to me, that's one of those ones where, you know, half the half the games that's going to get called, the other half it won't. So hopefully the next time something like that happens, it falls the shark's way. But like we were just mentioning Granlin, dude, four minutes left. Granlin just walked in and obviously it, you know, got called back for declare not hustling and it's offside. Uh, but that was, you know, that was the point where I'm like, God damn, this fucking Granlin guy. And I'm like, and the Penguins wanted this guy gone. Like you go, you go back and look at like Pittsburgh Reddit and some of the social stuff. Like they couldn't wait to, they're like, oh my God, fucking Pittsburgh fleece the Sharks. We got Eric Carlson. And we got rid of all of our worst contracts. And I'm like, okay, but you got Carlson. We got, well, I don't want to say we, the Sharks got $10 million off the books. Huge. And yeah, absolutely huge. But you have Carlson for four years. Granlin's only here for two, maybe less if he keeps playing like this and the Sharks can, you know, find a trade partner, get or, some capital back. Or. Why not just keep them? Yeah, depending on what's going on. Yeah, sure. But I, just, I would say whew. I would say that with with all the guys the Sharks brought in as kind of a you know whatever you want to call it a transition you know where we're gonna play you we're gonna flip you maybe maybe not wink wink kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But like I think Granlin Hoffman Duclair like I think you could make a case that there's um, a spot for all three of them on this team and and. Is that a product of is that a product of no backfill currently? Yes, probably. Yes. Uh, well, but, and Sleepy asking the question: Do you trade Granlin this season if he stays hot? Absolutely. Yeah, if somebody wants him. Yeah. yeah if somebody's going to pay the freight, you know, if, if they're going to give you what you're looking for in return, absolutely. You, you know, that's. I would say that. I mean, is is there a player on this team right now that like skated in the game tonight that you wouldn't say that about? I mean, yeah, I, the only, yeah, I mean, the really, I, with the exception of Eklund, like, there's really nobody that I would, like, defend my life to keep, you know? Exactly. So, it's, you know, it's, you're always listening, man, when the phone rings, <laughs> although there are some 31 other teams that when 408 comes up, they maybe they're like, fuck those guys, act like we're not home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. And that's the thing, and 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 that was one of the things that we talked about when we broke down the Eric Carlson trade four months ago. Bless Excuse you. Me. Um, was you know, like it, Grandland, like going to Pittsburgh last year, like he was doomed before he even got there because of the price that Pittsburgh played. And you know, Grandland, Grandland is one of those guys who, just when you look at look at him by himself, like his body of work, his skill set, what he's done. He's not a bad player, but then when you start factoring in like what they gave up for him, where they utilized him, then, you know, the, the picture gets a bit murkier. And so, you, you know, know I don't, you want to know how we unlock all of this. What's that? There is a player. If I remember that is still in the shark system by the name of Cam Lund. Sure. All right. Hear me out. You have Granlund in between Cam Lund and Zetterlund. All Lund, all the time. <laughs> the riches will be vast. See, but then, but we know, like, we've talked about the squandered marketing opportunities, so it would just go to waste. <laughs> oh, man. 
All right, but uh, hate to say it. Yeah, you're right. Fifth shark, uh, fifth shutout of the season for the Sharks uh, with that game against Arizona. Uh, one of the rare times the Sharks did not find a power play, which again, that to me says someone's not hustling. But whatever. Anyway, uh, dude, first ten road games, Sharks scored six goals and were shut out four times. Then you factored in this other thing, like I said, it's a fifth time. But then twenty six goals in four games. It picked up five of six points in those remaining three road games, um, which also explains part of my little Grinch buddy here on the mic. Um, what came out yesterday, though, was the Sharks have the second easiest remaining schedule. I got to be honest, dude. Back to the playoffs. <laughs> dude, back to the playoffs. Right where we need to be. Playoffs. But, <laughs> but, dude, then there's that part of me where I'm just like, God damn it, we're supposed to be drinking for solar burning. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Don't give me hope. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. It's like, come on. So, I mean, like I said, it, after a hell of a offensive display, the, the goals have dried up a bit. We'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, uh, we've seen the Sharks get through their longest trip in... This break, I'm apologizing to the, particularly to the audio audience that gets to hear both me and Jerk with the sniffles, but it is what it is. I know, dude. I, I keep muting to blow my nose. This is <laughs> fucked. Dude, I'm about to myself. Um, so uh, a couple quickies at home, LA, and, and, and then you get Arizona back. So at least you get another <laughs> shot at Arizona and to, 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 <laughs> You know, to at least prove that, okay, that 1-0 thing, that was some fluke bullshit. Then uh, then before, just before the uh, before Christmas, you get to go up to Vancouver. Uh, I mean, dude, the Canucks are just, they're the buzzsaw that I just did not see coming this season. Yeah, well, it's like I said, we talked, I think we, uh, we, uh, we talked about it like two years too early, right? Where yes. I, I, I think it was two years ago, we were like, L.A. and Vancouver is going to be running this division. Uh -huh. And Vancouver missed the playoffs, and I think L.A. squeaked in. And now look where we are. Like, if we could tell two years ago, us, like, hey, just be patient. You'll get your chance. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> But, dude, at Vancouver and then, <laughs> did somebody say buzzsaw? At L.A. So here's here, I want to uh, here's something to chew on. Wait a minute, didn't we just mention how easy the schedule was getting? <laughs> it doesn't sound that easy to me. So I, I'm I'm hor and I'm you're referring to that game, even though it's the week after this one. It's that game Wednesday the 27th in L.A. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're um, on I the mean, road again. <laughs> yeah. Ask me again when we get closer. But I do have that week off from work. There might uh, be a jerk, a jerk bump. bump might need to be involved here because for those who don't know la is only four hours away well dude and like i'm like i said easiest schedule and I'm, I'm looking at this i'm like la ouch then arizona fine at vancouver ouch at la ouch edmonton ouch at colorado ouch what the fuck where's the easy <laughs> part <laughs> even even then like and and you look like if you flip over to january right like you look at some of the teams like kind of in the middle of the road like detroit ottawa buffalo like 
these are teams that are kind of middle in the middle bottom of the pack, but they still battle, right? Oh, they and battle, and they're the they're Rangers the... are a buzzsaw. Kraken, they battle. Yeah, the Leafs are frauds, but they battle. Yeah, it's you gonna know. be uh, it's gonna be fun to watch how the, this happens <laughs> with this quote unquote easy schedule. Uh, what 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 do you think's going on with Couture? Oh, I mean, gosh. I've never seen a quote unquote lower body injury or whatever the hell it is at this point. I've never seen one take this long and yet oh. to still know absolutely nothing. Dude, when it rains, it fucking pours, man. I just dumped water all over myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really weird because when as 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 coy as the sharks are with injuries historically the one time they haven't been coy is when it's been something super long term mm -hmm. um or season ending right and so the fact that i don't want to say this is based on anything it's more just speculation like the fact that they're being coy it leads me to wonder if you know even though he is progress you know, progressing towards playing, it does make me wonder if there's still an outside chance he could have another setback. Oh, dude. Like, I, honestly, I'm kind of at the point where what there, you know, it's, it's that kind of Venn diagram where it's like healthy enough to play out of the playoffs. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like at, at some point there's, the, there's going to be some sort of intersection where it's like, if he's healthy enough to play, but the Sharks are out of the playoff, it, it, it really comes down to, well, honestly, if he's not like super 100,000 legit ret to play, there's no problems whatsoever. Okay, fine. You know, interject him back into the team and uh, obviously try to find some chemistry. Let's finish off the season with some sort of a positive. So going into next season, maybe you find something to – you know, start the season off right versus what you had this season. Well, and I feel like, you know, to kind of take it outside the Sharks a little bit, I think we saw that last year um, with Gabriel Landeskog, where, you know, every month that went by, it was like, oh, uh, you know, maybe Thanksgiving, and then you get to Thanksgiving. Okay, maybe Christmas, and then uh, you get to Christmas. Maybe, well, maybe Valentine's. After, yeah, maybe after the <laughs> trade deadline. And then you get to the trade deadline, it's like, yeah, he's not going to play in the regular season. And then you get to the playoffs. It's like, yeah, he's not going to play in the playoffs. And then you get to the offseason. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's not playing next year either. And it's like, well. <laughs> what the well, fuck it, is it? Yeah, it's like, why don't you just start from the beginning, you know, instead of like, you know, dangling the carrot in front of me. You know what I mean? And so that's yeah, like, well, my whole thing, it's like, it's not as if like the Maple Leafs are going, oh, my God, this might be the game Couture comes back. You know, people are not worried that Couture is coming back. Well, and if I remember correctly, like. You know, I, I feel like for two months, Couture has been close. Yeah. he's or, and, or what you usually refer to as close to being close. Right. And and I think, you know, maybe I'm making this up, but did did somebody not say if this was a playoff game he would play? Did somebody not say that? Or am I making that up? I thought, I don't know if I heard that this year. I may have. And, and like, I've heard that before. I just can't remember if that, you know, if that was uh, regarding Couture or not. But... I don't know. I, between that and then what's going on with Vlasic? You know, scratched like nine out of 11 games or something like that, then misses three or four for personal reasons, then comes back, meets the team in Colorado, 
and ends up getting scratched again. Like, what, Vla is Vlasic just done? Yeah, something like, doesn't smell right. Yeah, like there's something to me that I'm going. L let me ask you this: If ask it, if Chief, say Chief retires, you okay. can retire early, right? Sure. But he's going to have to leave that remaining money on the table, though, right? Or does Cor or correct? He would have to leave it on the table. So okay, so not he. Can, oh well, then fuck. Because I mean, look, let's be honest. You're not going to uh, leave money on the table, but they certainly have to force the like. What can the sharks do to mitigate the remaining contract? Like if they if they go to buy him out, they trade him. <laughs> well, yeah, but who the fuck's going to take that deal? Well, no, it's but like, I, I mean, but, how but, bad is it when the sharks don't want you? Right, no, but that's but that's my answer to your question. Is the only option they have is impossible. Okay, because even even if they traffic. even if they buy him out, which of course I don't want, because all that does is prolong his time spent on the on on the books. And the thing is, like, if they did, and, and again, like, I don't know how many times we've talked about this, but buying him out only makes sense if you need to make room to sign somebody else. Yeah, and and that is not where the sharks are at right now. Next year, maybe. Can they waive him and put him on the CUDA? Sure. He would be maybe the highest paid AHL player ever. Yeah. But they could they could do it. Well, and you know, and the sharks think... I think the sharks would save like the sharks might save they might save a million dollars off the cap. Would uh would do you think he'd report? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I know you're you're a multimillionaire Olympian stud NHL defenseman, but go to the AHL and play for this coach who, you know, we're not even sure why he has a job, and uh, let us know how it goes. I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> well, and Ian pointing out NHL contracts are guaranteed, so there you go. Uh, Tony saying Couture had ankle injury, fibia broken also, may have a bad wheel, could be knee ligament injuries, chronic wear in his body due to hard-paced hockey, chronic injuries, you know, caught up due to age. I mean, it could be, and there was this whole thing about his, you know, mental health because he looked like for a few minutes there anyway, he was trying to perhaps come to the realization that he might not, you know, might not be healthy enough to play professional hockey again. Which isn't it crazy how quickly that oh. happened? Like he went, like it went from you know close to I may never play again. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's why I'm. That's why I think that's that's part of the reason why I'm so frustrated about how little we know. I mean, at least he started skating, which is a step in the right direction. <laughs> so I've heard, but it's I mean so little we know. Which, uh, thank you for reminding me. That takes me to a a comment that I um remembered from tonight that made me laugh my fucking ass off uh during the broadcast tonight randy hahn talked about uh nikushkin saying you know uh nikushkin who mysteriously disappeared from the lineup halfway through their series versus seattle last year in the playoffs uh there was never a clear explanation of what went on and the reason for his disappearance and I so was just like, um, does that remind you of anybody, Randy? Perhaps somebody by the name of Marty McSorley, who was well, on the broadcast during a playoff series and <laughs> mysteriously disappeared. And there was 
never a clear explanation of what went on and the reason for the disappearance. I mean, literally everything exactly he said could have been applied to Marty McSorley. And here we are 16, 17 years after the fact, and we still don't know what the fuck happened. Well, but here's the other thing. And, and, you know, this may be coming off the top rope a little bit, but (laughs) it's, it's, it's not, I'm not going to get into it, but it's not a mystery why Nachushkin missed the playoffs. It's not a mystery. It, there's a thing called Google, and you can find what you're looking for if you implement it. And so, I I don't know, I kind of feel like it's just a larger commentary on the lack of acknowledging reality that you like to talk about quite a bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I, like if I go out there, like if I go on the podcast, dude, and I say, man, psh, shit, like... We have no idea why why Luke Cunning was on injured reserve. It's like, yeah, we do, fool. Just look it up. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I don't mean to, like, come off the top rope or anything, but, like, Jesus. Yeah. No, I feel you. And Tony's saying try skating with a bad ankle. I mean, dude, we're I'm, I'm not saying. But nobody's saying he can't, We that he should. Yeah. Well, it's just, just curious. Yeah, we're just, we'd like, we'd just like to know, is that what the thing is? But anyway. I just want to let you know, AJ. Sure. It's a 50-50 chance tomorrow whether I, you know, die or whether I live. I just want to let you know. <laughs> well, dude, I thought that's not where I thought you were going. I thought you were going with, and this is just based on past history with some of the pucknologist shit that we get into a topic and literally <laughs> the very next day, like for all I know, tomorrow we're going to be like, Couture's been activated. He's going to play on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, something else that we've gotten into a few times is the goalie talk. And goalie. we seemed very early, at least I did, I was very much just kind of like, fucking Blackwood, goalie of the future. You know, here, yeah. signed for two seasons, whereas Kakinen is only signed for one. And oh, man, Kakinen could be, uh, you know, easier to move. And Blackwood looks like the guy of the future. Well, right now, Kakinen has the better numbers, although. Well, because at least the numbers that count, right, wins. Right. But. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, though. I know. I know. Yeah, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a fun talking part that I, I hear Ramenda use from time to time. But, you know, Blackwood, dude, nine ten save percentage coming into the game tonight with the 303 goals against. Mm-hmm. But 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. Kakinen, 4-1-0, and 9-12. Oh, Better than 910 and a 292 versus 303. So right now, Kakinen, last five starts, Kakinen, better goaltender. So are you kind of like, first off, who's your number one right now? I don't think there is one. Okay. So 1A, 1B kind of thing right now? Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, like I said at the top of the show, the Sharks are the most unpredictable they've ever been. Like, you know, and I think a product of that is, Look at the game. Bless you. Look at the game against Vegas in November. They got smoked 5-0. And then look at the game against Vegas a week ago. They battled and and tied it up late, which, side note, being there was so lit. And then lost in the shootout. And you could say the same thing as well. A 1-0 loss to Arizona on Friday night. The next time they play Arizona, one of these teams, I'm not telling you which, one of them is probably going to get pumped. You know, so it's like, the Sharks are the most unpredictable they've ever been. So to say, oh, Kakinen does better in situation X or 
Blackwood does better in situation Y. It's just like we're not there yet. Like I just go one, 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 and see what happens. So who? Um, okay, so you're you're like fucking keep them both for now. Yeah, for for, for now. But we're we're on the train. Like, could this be the the tandem of the future? Because they're both relatively young, aren't they? Both like around twenty six, twenty seven. Uh, yes. Whew. Uh, Blackwood, he turned 20, he just turned 27 a week ago. Um, go. shout out. And then <laughs> Capo Kakinen, he's going to turn, he turned 27 over the summer. So they're literally the same age. See? And, and basically the time that goalies hit their prime. Yeah. Like I, you, if somebody were to come in here and say, hey, you know what? The best is yet to come for both of these guys. I'd be inclined to believe them. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, like I said early on, I was very much on the Blackwood train and I was ready to throw Kakinen overboard. But now we're starting to see the, you know, Kakinen settle in. Maybe he's found a little chemistry with Blackwood. We don't know. Kakin Black? Maybe. The, oh, Oh, I feel like the, that could be the new song. Kagan Black, I hit the sack. We need to get an ACDC thing going. Should be fun. Should a contest question or bet between us be over under for most games, most man games missed due to injury? And where do you even set that over under? I mean, dude, Couture, Lindblom, Benning, Emerson, Carpenter, Sturm. I mean, how many others have there been? And it seems like every time someone's about to come back, someone else gets injured. I mean, didn't Barbie miss like 10 games this season? Uh, he missed a lot more than 10. He missed uh, he missed like almost 20. Okay. And then you got Cunning, who's out now? Yes, correct. I mean, dear Lord. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen a team miss, have this many man games missed? Um, aren't there only like two players on this team that have played all 31 games? It's, uh, Zetterland and Ferraro, right? Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I knew it had to fucking be Ferraro because it's like that guy's been here for everything. But, uh, I, you have to appreciate the fact that, uh, Zetterland has been that healthy. Yeah. I mean, he, he's kind of been. He's definitely quieted down a little bit, but I still think he's done very well this season. And I think he is a, you know, if you're doing the uh, the end of the year superlatives, you know, I think he's probably your front runner for, you know, most improved, right? Or, you know, one of those. Oh man, I'm sorry. I keep having to blow my nose. It's yeah. really fucking me up. I feel you. But I mean, yeah, even Granlin missed like seven or eight, so. You see, and that's the thing. This fucking season has gone on so long. I forgot he was hurt. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling. Well, and then Zadina. Oof. Poor guy just can't stay healthy. Oh, man. And then when that's he, it. When he and that's the just, thing. Jesus. Like, and that's the thing. Well, you know, you could argue that when he's playing, he's not healthy. He's just healthy enough. But the thing is, like, if Zadina doesn't get another NHL contract after this year, like, he's going to, it's going to be like, oh, Oh, uh, he only scored two ga- uh two goals in or three goals in 26 games, but it's like I don't really think that's a fair portrayal of what's happened this season. 
And I think true, but and the, I think it's Kevin. Kevin's kind of been hammering that like Zadine has never been healthy, even when he's played. You know. Yeah, but the other thing that's not helping him is the fact that he's you know leading the team with a dash twenty one. That too, which maybe that's a maybe that's a bigger point about hey, like like what we always talk about is like if you're not healthy, don't play. Yeah. You know, you're not playing for. I mean, in his case, he's playing for a contract, but I think sensible people would look at the injuries and say, hey, you deserve another chance. Sure. So speaking of injuries, the you know the uh, Sharks did work out a deal this week. Uh, Lacey's favorite punching bag, right? Nick Chichek? Uh-huh. Uh Plus a six-rounder in next year's draft. Goes to the Canucks for a center that played tonight. Jack Studnika. Uh, dude, he's only 20. Is it Jake or Jack? Jack. Okay. I don't understand how I, I got misspelled on my notes here. Uh, but he's only 24. He's in his fifth pro season. His split time this year between the AHL and the NHL. With the Canucks, he had one goal in five games. Guy will be RFA at the end of the season. Is there any way in hell the Sharks throw him an offer at that price point at that age at that production? Um, and let me just say, Quinn did say this morning that uh, Jack is an eye that they or is a guy that they've been given the horse side to. Sure, I I think, you know, even if he ends up going to the Barracuda and being a very good AHL player for them, I think he's somebody who'll get re-signed. I I think this this trade was strictly a numbers thing, right? The Sharks had a million defensemen <laughs> and not a lot of forwards, and so you kind of clear up that jam a little bit with this trade, and and it's a it's a move similar to, you know, some of the other moves that have been made where it's like with um, trading for Duclair, trading for Zadina, or I'm sorry, signing Zadina, you know, trading and signing for these guys where it's like, well, why don't, why don't we just see Addison be a big example. It's like, why don't we just see what happens? Why don't we just see, just take a look, All right. take a sniff. <laughs> oh, I feel like we've been doing that the whole show, dude. Dude, I know. <laughs> Oh man, I know we brought it up before. Few, uh, I mean, we brought it up probably earlier than anybody. But where do you stand right now? If on this day, December seventeenth, you have to handicap the player San Jose sends to the All Star game, Hurdle has you, to be in the front running, right? Yeah, if it's not Hurdle, then somebody rigged it. <laughs> but like, there's no right. Like, the other option is like, it's literally like. It's, it's it's hurdle against the field. Like there's no other candidate. Okay. Because I know we, you know, early on we were the, we were the field is plus a million. Like, <laughs> but early on we were like, fuck, is it going to be Blackwood? Thought it could have been in a weird kind of moment. But... Just because like the lack of choices were that sus. Right. But right now, yeah, here hurdle clear and far away, the 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 leader at this point. So speaking of which, let's get to our uh, hero and zero for this week. Who who you got there? I mean, there's obviously some choices. Feel free to pick. Okay. Sorry, I was trying to trying to collect myself here. Ah, <laughs> you. Uh, what a what a show we're doing. This is probably going to be our highest watched show too. Um, golly, I don't know, man. I don't know that we had any heroes this week. I mean. I think I want to say William Eklund just for game winner. Yeah. The game winner, but kind of, you know, there was a lot of hype when the sharks got the chance to draft him. And so it kind of feels like he's growing into what we need and what we want. And 
I think that's exciting and should be celebrated. So uh, William uh, Eklund for existing. There you go. And, and you know, I could have, like, there's a little part of me, I want to, I, before I make my choice, I want to throw out uh, just a couple of uh, honorary mentions. Shout out. Sure. I mean, Hurdle, you know, had the, the hat trick, led the way against the Isles. He's clear, had two goals tonight. The only two goals, by the way. Uh, so it's like, whoa, hard not to choose Hurdle. That, again, Eklund, you got the game winner the other night. Hey, Granlin, dude, coming into uh, or coming out of Thanksgiving, fifteen points in ten games since Thanksgiving. It, yeah, dude, that's not bad. Did it had a stretch in six games played? He's tied with Austin Matthews in points, and Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, dude, that's a good shout. Like, if you're doing like, if you want to do star of the month, like that's that's it, right? Yeah, but you know who I'm taking this week is uh, Blackwood. Because he's the uh, he's the goal that, or the goalie that got a win this week. There you go. <laughs> and o- only letting in one goal. <laughs> you know, it's uh, the the Sharks have uh, don't. Last time I looked, the Sharks when you look at their win columns, there's not a lot that they have the win column and under the goals allowed, the number is only one. So that's Blackwood for me. Uh, zero. I'm again, dude. I'm just going back to uh, to Vlasic. To me, this this guy's done. Yeah. So whether you know personal reasons, he's getting healthy scratched. Yeah. Sorry, it's classic. <laughs> you do you have anybody else for your zero? And and I you know and I want to preface it's like I'm I don't mean to, you know oh this guy's a fucking loser I don't I don't mean it that way I'm just saying he just doesn't have anything left left in the tank to contribute in my opinion to the, the team. professional professionally exactly. Yeah. So. Beyond the best by date. Gosh. Go with LeBanc. Take LeBanc. <laughs> I, I do want to. I do. LeBanc is the easy one, though, because guys. Hey, dude, low hanging fruit, still nutritious. <laughs> yeah, they are. They they are. But he's just. Yeah. I mean. Ugh. Fine. LeBanc, because he sucks. Like, <laughs> no, I, I think like. Again, as I said earlier, like I've been a pretty tough defender of LeBanc. I think a lot of his underlying def- uh, numbers are actually pretty favorable. And I think, you know, regardless of your thoughts on his contract, like what he brings offensively, both, you know, prior to this year, obviously, from a statistic, st- statistical <laughs> standpoint, but also a skill set standpoint, like he, there were much worse players to have on the team, right? Yeah. But, this year, it just feels like the skill is gone. The numbers are gone. The like the thing that I noticed in the Vegas game is like just no no battle, no compete. Like, dude, I don't know if you, I don't know if you got to see any of the Vegas game last weekend, but you know, the Sharks battled to tie that shit up. They were down by two goals three different times, and they battled to get it tied up. And it wasn't LeBanc who contributed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so No, he was just, uh, dude, he wasn't even was, a passenger on the bus. That's what I'm saying. Um so yeah, I think it's LeBank. And I did see Puck Guy's comment about Hurdle All-Star. Oh, dude. Big see, time. How do you score? How do you score? He scored 5 goals in the 2020 All-Star game, not the MVP. <laughs> yeah. Talk about fraudulent. Oh, dude. That was so rid- yeah, that was ridiculous. Not my MVP. <laughs> 
So let's move on to some stuff around the uh, NHL. Dude, Sarah Valley. I don't know if he's, you know, just trying to like push buttons, but on his cast basically said that the Penguins fucked up by acquiring EK65. Last I look, and, and you probably have the more current numbers than I, but 21 points in 28 games. Not the point of game player or more than that that we saw, obviously, last season. Still good. Only, uh, yeah, six points on the power play. Oddly enough, tied for the team lead in penalty minutes. Uh, but si- since Thanksgiving, four points in 10 games. And currently, the Penguins are barely 500. Uh, well, I say currently. I haven't checked the latest numbers, but I was putting the rundown together. They were barely 507th in the Metro. This the, you you spent a lot of money. You you were kicking it. You were kicking the can for Malkin, for Crosby, for Latang, right? You went to get this guy. This is it. Okay, they're right at 500. I'm seeing on here, but they're four, three, and three in their last ten. I mean, the, it's a 500 team, but in the thing is, it doesn't matter whether they're at at the igloo or if they're away. The same record, both places, 500. Want to know what's really immaculate right now? Say it. Their first round pick would be 11th overall if the season ended today. Oh, things you love to see. Immaculate, dude. That's what I'm saying. So remember, the Sharks got the Pens 2024 first rounder, but it's top 10 protected. Thank you, Doug Wilson. So, yeah. dude, if this tracks, this is good. And here, and here's the thing. You know what I find so quizzical about the Penguins is, like, whatever you want to say about what's happened, right? Just looking at the roster, like, the Penguins roster is very good. Like, the this is, you know, I mean, if you want to have a conversation about their defense, sure, we can. But their forwards are the best it's been in five years. And so the fact that they're doing so poorly is legitimately shocking to me. I didn't, you know, I'm not going to say that I expected them to win the cup or anything, but I expected them to make the playoffs based on the personnel they have. You would think. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if they can turn this around. And now to to your point that you made earlier, like similar to the Sharks in 2019, regardless of how much they suck, their payroll means they have to go for it. Yep. And, you know, you have... Sidney Crosby next year. You've got Malkin two years after next year. You know, you brought in Riley Smith, who's got a year left. Um, I'm, I'm talking all after this year. Carlson's got three years. Latang has uh, four years. You know, you signed Ryan Graves to a big deal. You signed Tristan Jari to a big deal. Brian Rust was extended a couple years ago, a year or two ago. You extended Ricard Raquel. Like, regardless of what happens, the Penguins have to go for it just based on their payroll structure. And I think the Penguins have more high-end talent to navigate that tough time, but emphasis on the word tough, you know? Mm-hmm. But, who doggy, dude, 11th. Yeah. Could you imagine? And the thing is, too, like Jake Gensel, like probably the best goal scorer the Penguins have right now, Jake Gensel's going to be a free agent. Doggy. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to want to resign. You know, maybe he will, but I don't know. You're giving money to Ricard Raquel. You're trading for Riley Smith. Like, these are good players, but they're not Jake Gensel good, you know? Let me ask you this. Does ask the, it. Does the NHL have a problem following an explosion of controversial hits? 
I don't even know what that question's asking. Okay, well, it's so the uh, the Athletic had an article that basically talked about three similar hits and three very different degrees of punishment doled out by the officials. Sure. Right. So it's how do you find consistency when you have three very similar hits? One guy, it's no call. The next guy, it's it's a minor. The 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 other one, dude gets tossed. And you look at the replay, and they're almost all the same type of hit. Like, what needs to change? Well, so I'm going to tell you an anecdote. So when Coach's Challenge first became a thing, uh, what was goalie interference? That age-old question. <laughs> it was the interpret. It was up to the interpretation of the referee reviewing the play in that moment, which is why there was so much inconsistency and so much goofiness going on. And the NHL, to their credit, got tired of getting dumped on. <laughs> and so they said, hey, fuck your personal opinion. This is goaltender interference according to us, the NHL. And I feel like it's the same thing where an older referee might say, oh, yeah, that's a good hockey hit. And a newer referee might say, no, you know what? You get him in the you got him in the neck area. And so I think similar to goalie interference, you need to take the personal impression out of it. And there just needs to be a standard. Oh, we need to get that, get to that standard and get there quickly. Like uh, at some point, I almost feel like you need to have the uh, the call from 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 Toronto, and and just yeah. kind of be like, no, uh, guys, no, no, sorry, you you guys fucked this up. Try again. Uh, Board of Governors meeting happened uh, recently up in Seattle. A uh, few things came from it. The NHL draft will be held June twenty eighth and 29th at the Sphere in Vegas. So I think number one, the fir the first question is, uh, have you put in for your credentials yet? Megan. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I was going to ask you uh, when we need to do that. Uh, I will let you know as soon as I. I find mean, out. we're still what? We're six months out, but yeah. still, I, I, you know, I would hate to miss the boat because. Oh, dude, you're going to be first in line. I'm just saying. <laughs> camping. Go, get, go buy your tent now so you can camp out. I know. I ain't gonna. <laughs> I got I got I got to be able to point my iPhone at whoever the sharks take. Right? You know. So, uh, so the NHL board just made it official that you know, this is this will be the final draft before they move to the decentralized draft, right, where all the teams remain in their cities but in just the players will be in a central location. Dumb. Yeah. Well, I I disagree. Okay. Because I mean, I think I think it looks great on TV when they're all sure. there and everything like that. And um, I don't know, maybe the day before or something, maybe you get a couple guys talking behind a curtain over here going, hey, but, you know, how happy are you really with Eric Carlson? Or what a, <laughs> you know, whatever the, the conversation is that might be had in person. But I still think, like, those conversations will still be had – but it will allow the teams to focus just as much on on their draft, whether they're you know calling in their pick versus writing it down on a on a card. I don't think it's that much of a. I don't think it's going to be that big of a change. If anything, I hope it it gets it going a little bit quicker. You know, not not that I don't love watching Mark and Ian and Jules talk for four hours. I do, but. Like so, some of the stuff is kind of like we we can we we can cut the fat off of this, 
but the thing that right which gets, i understand that. but the thing that gets me is them saying it's going to be crazy expensive it's going to be huge <laughs> going out with a bang before going to centralized might be what, what's your problem the biggest draft ever what's your what's your problem going decentralized um i just think it you know fans really love to see how the sausage is made and when you go decentralized you lose out on a lot of that um uh, and and yeah. admi admittedly you know admittedly draft day trades are down a lot over the last seven or eight years don't you think was... that could that's going to go up though because of the cap going up um i would say yes but i feel like even before covid i feel like draft day trades had kind of dwindled a little bit mm -hmm. um you know whereas in the you know the aughts in the early 2010s there was almost like a a pressure on the host team to swing a deal you know and um so you lose that but also I think there was an article, it might have been from The Athletic or whoever, but, um, you know, there was an article where a couple GMs that said privately, you know, this takes away an opportunity for, you know, some GM to GM in-person mingling. Mm. Yeah, which see, that's... doesn't the... doesn't affect the fans, but, you know, it's important to somebody. Yeah, that's... That's uh, that was yeah that was my point and I know it's not going to speed up anything guys but it was just you know it's, look dare to dream but Santa or uh, Lacey pointing out San Jose can't host one fucking draft <laughs> I mean if you think about it thirty years they couldn't host it once they've hosted two All Star games couldn't get the draft once but whatever I to be to to be completely honest I'd much rather have the All Star game than the draft but that's because you know. That's my thing. Lacey might be like, fuck, I no, I much rather would. Uh, I would much rather have a Stanley Cup final. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, why aren't they doing it in Seattle? We don't know. I don't know. Uh, so we talked about the salary cap just a second ago. So that's projected to go up 4.2 mil next season. I mean, it's huge. That's that seems pretty significant. I can imagine it's probably going to go up. What you think? Maybe another couple mil the following season. Uh, yeah, probably, probably another four. I would say just because of, I mean, like, and and we've we've been over this before. So any loyal listeners, this is not news to them. But had the COVID not happened, the salary cap would also would already be at a hundred million dollars. <clears throat> had the COVID not happened, so. <clears throat> And that's verifiable fact. You can go back and look at it. So I think with that in mind and kind of with the dam bursting here on the escrow repayment, like we might see, dude, we might see a hundred million dollars by the time the draft is decentralized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Oh dude. And Ian nailing it. This is what I meant to say. Okay. He, he when it, when I meant to say trimming the fat, with the decentralized thing, you know, don't bring up the entire city to the podium when it's your pick. Don't wank the fucking cup champions and fuck your draft. Oh, you know, all our fans and Stanleys and blah, 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 and, you know, and, and congratulations to the Las Vegas good and and fucking, you know, whoever. Because thanks to Vegas for hosting this, blah, blah, blah. Let's say, you know, congratulations to the Dallas Stars and Joe Pavelski for finally winning a cup for the old man. But, you know, like, yeah, let's keep the, the only the, keep the wanking to a fucking minimum with that shit. If you want to if you want to see what drafting should be, you need to go watch 
some of the go on YouTube and find any clip of the Buffalo Sabres first round pick from when Tim Murray was their GM. Like guy dialed his shit and then left. It was like, go up to the podium. We are the Buffalo Sabres. We want that player. Boom. Turn around and bail there. And it was like the most like boss fucking four dimensional chess move (laughs) ever. Yeah. Where it's like, you go up and it's like, you know, Back in training camp, when we first laid down the ice, you know, it's like, who cares? You know, and on the side note, while I'm feeling froggy, like, our draft party's not, like, one of the dumbest fucking things ever. Like, just on the side. Well, you know. Like, what are you celebrating? Like, did the the Sharks not host a draft party one year when they didn't have a first-round pick? Like, come on. Potentially. Well, see, to me, though, the thing is, when you host the draft party at, like, Stanley's, you know, that I kind of go, eh, eh, eh. I, I, no, not, not for me, but hosting it at SAP, you know, to, you know, to be honest, I, uh, Puck guy and I had a fun time. Fair enough. But that's because there was more to it. Yeah, they, exactly. That's the whole thing. There's got to be a lot more going on. I love Ramon's comment. I totally forgot that that was a thing too. Well, oh, Arizona's supposed to get a draft when they open their arena. Yeah. Well, so I guess like I, w- I would uh, love the NHL to explain that one. I mean, well, the, dude, you know what that means? That means, you know, 20, 2029, 20, 2030, whenever the fuck Arizona gets their shit together and finally gets a building, uh, all that means is that they're getting an all star game like toot sweet. Well, here's the other thing. You know, you know, like the NHL's already done this before. Like the lockout, when the lockout happened in 0405, you know, it was the, the lockout and then the Winter Olympics, right? And so Arizona was promised an all-star game and the NHL fucking feathered them on that one. <laughs> and now they're getting feathered on a draft. Dude, too. Arizona is such the redheaded stepchild of the NHL. I, I just don't understand how they keep fucking taking it. Hey, so really quick, <sighs> you, you mentioned the salary cap is going up. What did you say? $4.3 million? 4.2. 4.2. What if I told you that that $4.2 million is enough to cover the Vlasic buyout. Oh, dude, I knew you were going there. I'm just saying, I'm not advocating for anything. I'm just telling you what is. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, right there with you. And see, I would advocate against, like I said, because to me, it's like the quicker he's off the books, the better. Sure. But I feel what you're saying. Um, also, speaking of Arizona, from the Board of Governors meeting, it said relocating the Coyotes is actually something that could become a possibility if they do not provide the NHL firm plans to build a new arena at some point during this season. Which is what they said a year ago. Yeah. I, at some point, it's so like in other words, shit or get off changed. the Yeah, well, at some point, it's going to be shit or get off the pot. And I think e- either during tonight, uh, the Colorado game, or during the game against... Um, uh, you know, the coyotes, <laughs> they, I thought they had mentioned the broadcast crew mentioned something about there is a, 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 a spot of land in feet in the Phoenix area or whatever that I guess is currently being spoken about, but it's like, well, they've been kicked out of Glendale. Tempe doesn't want them. They couldn't get the, the people downtown Phoenix doesn't want them. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, you know, at one point do you get the fucking hint and start, you know, like, uh, guys, do, do we have the like separate, the, the backup option plan B, if you will? Well, and, and here's the other thing. And, and many people have made this point. I think, 
I think Jeremy Roenick has made this point. Who? I think like so many people have made this point. The Coyotes stopped drawing when they moved their uh, when they moved them to play in an arena away from people. <laughs> Shocker. You know what I mean? Shocker. Yeah, and so this this newfound parcel of land that you're referencing is closer to people, which is good, but no guarantee that it gets across the finish line. Yeah. Exactly. And and here's something that I think you're 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 going to love. If if in fact I can find it, uh if they put a team in Tahoe. Say what now? What if they put a team in Tahoe? What if they just put the they, Coyotes in the, Tahoe? The, no, they 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 have an ECHL team in Tahoe. No, well, yeah, the Coyotes, <laughs> the Coyotes are an ECHL team, so why not? Uh, no, no, no. You, you want to, uh, dude? This is so this is so tight, dude. So, uh, you know, we we're we're friends with the uh, with the, uh, the 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 group that uh, runs the um, Fanatic Sucks account. I believe I've met her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So we're we're doing all this talk about about the Yotes, right? Sure. So what if what if I told you? Let me and let me just uh, do some like quick editing on the fly here. But what if I told you one of the the best from the Fanatic Sucks account just happens to talk about Arizona, where Chief found an Arizona Coyotes hat. But it had the LNH shield, you know, that is only associated with the Montreal Canadiens. And from what I understand, it was were that uh, was that shield also associated with Quebec? Probably, but yeah, that is the shield reserved for Montreal gear. Yeah, so it's just kind of like you look at that, and I'm like, oh, are they already moving? <laughs> yeah, see, Ian even saying, yo, it's to Quebec City confirmed. <laughs> No, if the Yotes are going to move to somewhere in Canada, you know it's going to be somewhere fucked up. Like, <laughs> you know, they're going to move to like Saskatchewan. No, it, it see no, that's no, no Saskatchewan's decent. Regina, no, it, it, dude. No, it's the city be... so nice they named it after fun. No, it, it's not going to be anywhere. It's going to be like the name, the name that rhymes with fun. No, it's going to be like. I don't know. It's going to be somewhere weird. Like, I don't know. I can't think of any towns in Canada, but <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to move to, how, hold on. How's that song go again? Experience Regina. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's all I'm looking for, dude. Oh, Brampton. There you go. The Brampton Yotes. Uh, super, or I'm sorry, John John with the super chat. Jerk and AJ, happy holidays. Hope that fat man with the red sack brings you lots of good swag and holiday cheer. That would be nice. No, they're going to move to like, Coyotes are going to move to like Grand Prairie, Alberta, somewhere real weird. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah, I, I guess we're, uh, I, do you even think it's 50-50 at this point? That the Coyotes stay in stay? stay in Arizona. Like I mean, like if you you have to bet money on it right now, I would bet money that they're leaving. Okay, see, I'm in the same boat. Like I just, they've just had so many. Like they're right up there with the Oakland Athletics. It's like you just had time and time and time and, and you for whatever reason you can't fucking get it done. Just then, just fucking leave. Whatever. Uh, the other thing that came out of the Board of Governors meeting, the 2026 Olympic participation is a concern 
since the arena in Milan hasn't even begun construction yet. Guess we'll see what happens with that. And another comment out of it that they're looking at a best-on-best four-nation tournament in 2025, U.S., Canada, Finland, and Sweden. I don't know if we're... The fact that the NHL... The fact that the NHL wants to do a World Cup of Hockey and an Olympics like is so goofy to me. Well, and you know what? I'm not a fan of the Olympic participation, but I don't like you know putting the um, the the entire season, putting the brakes on a season for two weeks, and flying around the country to you know. And uh, I think it's uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I'd, I'd much rather there just be you know some. World Cup thing over the summer or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, the NHL announced a new spin on the All-Stars competition, the, or the skills thing. Dude, I I so don't give a shit. Do you even watch the skills competition? I'll probably watch the skills, and I'll probably ha- I'll watch the skills, and I'll have the game on in the background, but that's about it. So, so each player will compete in four of the first six, six events, which are... Uh, Fastest skater, hardest shot, stick handling, one-timers, passing challenge, accuracy shooting. Then there's also a couple other uh, <laughs> things you can compete in, a shootout and an obstacle course. And the whole thing is, uh, you know, twelve. it will feature 12 NHL All-Stars competing for points in these events. Uh, whichever All-Star accumulates the most takes home a prize of a million dollars. I mean, generally these are superstars. Like, okay, you know, sure. I mean, who's going to turn down a million bucks? But I I don't know. I, if if, they, if there's any way that they can just, like, make it move along a little faster, then maybe I'll do it. But the fact that they've stretched the All-Star weekend from two days to three days now, it's like there's got to be a way to make this shit more concise. Oh. Uh, let's see. We, we got to burn through some other stuff here, but I'm still trying to keep an eye on the chat. Uh, what do we got here? Just skip it. Skip it. Skip it. <laughs> All right. Um, let me see. From the Seattle Times. It says, despite a playoff run, the Kraken TV numbers remain flat from already sluggish totals a year ago. To grow its fan base, uh, the team should get away from the RSN model, Regional Sports Network, the same model that the Sharks use right now. They should get rid of it ASAP and consider showing its games on free broadcast channels. Uh, what do you think? You know, what do you, I mean, RSNs are usually just like a, you know, it's like an extra eight, eight or nine bucks on your normal cable bill. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think, do you think more people have cable or Amazon Prime? Oh boy. You know, I, I honestly wouldn't know. My point is in this modern age, like take sports out of the equation in this modern age, the number of people who habitually watch television is dwindling. People love streaming. People love on demand. People love, uh, did I say streaming? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, is that sports break largely breaks those rules. It's the one thing that is true quote-unquote real tv but here's the other thing you have a lot of you have a lot of people my dad is one of these people who only had cable to watch hockey 
and has even got to the point where it's like, you know what? Cable is such a fucking crock that I'm just going to gas the cable and I'll find another. I'll get the NHL package through Disney Plus, right? And so so that's think, but that's my point. Are, are more people going to watch the Kraken uh, if, if they move it to some sort of other platform versus it being an RSN? I think so. I think people like I think people like the flexibility and the on demand that streaming offers. And that's why I said Amazon Prime because Amazon Prime is something I would say most Americans probably have. And yes. But I'm so, so but I'm wondering it's like do you consider moving to the AHL TV model where you can subscribe to your team home and away, you can subscribe to your team just away, you can subscribe to all the teams? I wouldn't do that shit. I would just I mean the NHL package is already what it is. I think maybe if the if the, and I've been saying this for years, but if the NHL was smart, they would completely, you know, collectivize their broadcasting and the NHL would handle regional thing. Like the NHL as a whole should be concerned with all the broadcasting. So like you're saying, the AHL TV model, but it's on a a more macro scale and more favorably priced because like I said, the num like the number of people who watch regular TV, it's not going to all of a sudden go up. You know what I mean? Like you might as well be ahead of the curve um, before you're behind it. Yes, I would say, or, or you know, move. Yeah, move to some sort of. I mean, we've already seen the sharks move away uh, on the radio side. Yeah, who the fuck has a radio that's not in the car? Yeah. So, um, but it does make you also wonder. Like, is it? Is, are we going back to the '90s, or is that even an option? Where Back in the 90s, early parts of the, the Sharks, the away games would be shown on Channel 36, which is a, you know, that's a network that you could pick up with rabbit ears. Right. Standard over-the-air thing. But the home games were on uh, what was uh, a very baby RSN called Sports Channel. Mm -hmm. But those would only show the home games. Action 36, Cable 6. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's going to be, again, it's one of those things to put a pin in, but over the next decade, I think it will be very interesting with the way that RSNs are slowly kind of imploding. Hmm. Well, let me ask you, let me tell you this. So, and admittedly this, I don't know, everybody's experience is different, right? But say you're, you know, at one point I was Mr. Public Transportation, right? So say you're on the bus or you're on the train, say you're at an airport, say you're in the waiting room of your dentist's office, like who the pick your fucking place. Right. And you want to watch the game. You're not, you're not dialing up your cable provider, to try and get the game on your phone or on your iPad. Uh, no. It, at one point you could, or you did, you know, you would open sure. up the, you know, the Comcast app or the direct TV app. Right. But my, my point is, is that I, I believe a big reason why RSNs are dying is because people just aren't into cable anymore. I can see that. I can see that. And I think that, like I said, and, I said, you know, I, I don't mean to be a dick. Say it. I would, there was a time 15, 16 years ago ish, somewhere in there, 10 years ago that the RSNs actually showed at least in our market where you have giants, warriors, sharks, A's that, they would show compelling content. They would have shows like at, at the new, in the news hour, you know, the five o'clock, five to six or six to seven, where they would have 
local sports writers on, local uh, talkers from sports radio. They would snap it around about that day's happenings, whether it was the Niners or the Warriors or whoever. And so they would have, they would manufacture some compelling content in that regard. And that worked for, I guess, a couple of years and that, you know, and you could tweet at them and they would take in some comments or whatnot and they completely axed all of that shit. So unless a game is on, it's like, there's, you know, it's fucking infomercials. And like I was, you know, when I'm going back to the whole thing of like, I don't mean to be a dick, but from my point of view, the content that is being put out there for most of the pre and post game stuff, you know, aside from hearing the comments from like the people that were involved in the game, uh, you know, like, okay, it's not post game. I'm fine with, you know, it's, it's, it's 20 minutes. Here's some some post game comments. Here's some some highlights from the game. Boom, boom, boom. They surmise it very well, but the pregame stuff is just kind of, eh, you know, what are you gonna? Especially in baseball, it's you know because there's a game every day, so it goes so quickly. Ver- well, and I feel I feel like social media has eliminated the need for all of that. Yeah, like I don't even know that you need pregame anymore. Just turn the fucking game on. Yeah, dude, do the jerk. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, oh, national anthem's over at seven thirty-seven. Let's get this bitch on, and then we'll put it on <laughs> mute and watch something else. And and that's the thing. Like you see, like on the Sharks YouTube channel, right? They do all this shit. You know the, which admittedly I don't know what they do now because I don't pay attention. But like you know, they did the off days stuff, or they did the you know whatever follow a player, all that. Yeah, bullshit, make your own right? content. Sure. Yeah, that should be the stuff that's on. Yep. These RSNs when the game's not playing. And the fact that it isn't, like, it's kind of like, like, you know, what's the expression? Like, you cut your nose to spite your face kind of thing? Yep. Like, no. you know, you're you're wondering why the model's not working while you actively take away the things that make it work. <laughs> you right. Uh, Cancel cable television 2024. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I do, but I will um, say, and, you know, Puck Guy's mentioning this. Um, who I do like how they've utilized Tara Sloan and I hope they use yeah. her more, uh, whether it's the NBC side or the shark side. I, and that's the other thing too, is I, I, I am kind of curious who the, who's cutting her check because she does, it does, it seems like she does work for both sides. You know, she's got the undercurrent podcast for the sharks, but then she's also doing hits for the broadcast for NBC. So she's probably getting double know. dipping, baby. Go for it. Yeah. That's the way he's got to do it, man. Um, all right, we're we're three down, dude. Uh, Oilers fired Woodcroft, Wild fired uh, Everson, both with Sharks connections. Sadly, Barube without. Uh, but Blues gave him Spanish Archer. Uh, who do you think's next? Um, David Quinn. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh. I mean, because I mean, dude, you can't say the Ducks because they just got rid of Eakins like, like, you know, what, six months ago? I know that they hmm, I know that they really like their coach, but I could see Buffalo fire their head coach just because they love firing their head coach. You know, the um, like since uh, Buffalo, they fired Lindy Ruff. Uh, 10 years ago, they fired Lindy Ruff. Mm-hmm. Since that time, which, you know, 10 years ago is not that long of a time, right? Mm-hmm. Since 
they fired Lindy Ruff. They've had, let's see. You know what happened almost 10 years ago? What? Reverse sweep, baby. <laughs> Since they fired Lindy Ruff, they have had one, two, three, four, five, six coaches, six head coaches in 10 years. <laughs> That's like being a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. That's what I'm saying. So Buffalo loves firing their head coach because, God forbid, they look at any of the players or the GM or the owner, right? Uh, well, what do you well, think about? Well, actually, they do look at the gym, but was uh, Barube a scapegoat, or you think that was evident? Because it's it's not on Barube that he's got a fucking mental patient and goal. Hmm. I don't know. I really couldn't say just because it seemed optically like everybody liked him, but hmm. at, you know, at the same time, like, <laughs> with the exception of Kairu for a minute, eh? <laughs> Well, see, and I think that comment was taken out of context. It was like, so taken out of context, and holy crap, dude. I mean, dude's welling up in the locker room after the fucking fans let him have it, and then what happens? Dude goes up there and has like a three-point night or some shit and has a game winner? It was like, yep. dude, if that isn't a fucking middle finger salute to the fans after that, <laughs> how you like me now? <sighs> oh, man. All right, and this was brought up in the chat earlier. But uh, there was an athletic article that talked about Ted Le Leonosis? Leonsis. Leonsis. Okay. See, I like Leonosis. That sounds better. <laughs> but all smiles Wednesday as he announced his intention of moving the Wizards and Capitals to Alexandria. <sighs> I, and, and the weird thing about this is the... Uh, Washington has a WNBA team who evidently isn't good enough to be a part of the move. They're going to stay in the current building. What the fuck? I don't get this. I don't understand why you would move them out of downtown. The From what I understand, it's because they're not close enough to affluent people. They want to be in a more affluent neighborhood. Did they say that? Well, a couple of the scribes from the area just, you know, they say, look at where the current building is. It's, it's very downtown. Dude, it looks like it's, what, four or five blocks from the White House. I mean, it is right in D.C. Alexand Alexandria is actually, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually in Virginia. It's across the river. Correct. So, it, but from what I understand, more affluent area. And listening to a couple of the... Uh, uh, Washington people on a podcast that was, yeah, it's a very affluent area, which just kind of led me down a, um, a rabbit hole, if you will. So like, cause sports was civic pride. Sports used to be about civic pride. You look at the photos from a hundred years ago, up to the early eighties. Look, look at all the people in these shots that I'm about to show you. Do you see anybody in this photo? And obviously, this was uh, the this is you know Cal Palace era. You see anybody in the stands wearing a Sharks jersey? No. <laughs> right, for the over merchification of everything. <laughs> but obviously, from the Cal Palace, there's you don't see like you might see a shark shirt here or there. People aren't rocking jerseys. Let's see here. Here's okay. So there's one dude in the center rocking a jersey. But so my point being is that you would go to these games and even in the NFL, 
you don't see people rocking jerseys. You might see a couple people rocking the colors, and that really didn't start until the 80s. But, I mean, here's Jerry Rice in the 89 Super Bowl. There's a lot of people wearing red, wearing white, but the one thing you don't see are numbers on all the stuff that's being worn. But, you know, the the 90s, boom. Dude, massive catering to the haves while forcing out the have-nots, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Look at um, look at what the Sharks just did with that penthouse lounge. Got rid of, you know, b- nosebleed seats, literally the cheapest seats in the building to build a penthouse lounge so they could upsell much higher tickets. You know, that's that's where we're going. And and it's, you know, and it kind of sucks too because the um the corporate douches who spend half the game in the lounge, you know, the BMW lounge and the club level instead of on the glass, that makes for a real good look on on TV, right? I I dude, I I don't I don't know why you would move out of an area that is so easy to get to. From what I understand, the the current facility where the Capitals and the Wizards play is like, like DC is one of the fortunate areas that actually has really good public transportation. It's easy to get in and out of there. A couple of people in the chat are saying that the traffic in DC is really bad, which I mean, really? maybe I, I've never been, so I can't say, but it does kind of feel like a power play to get a new arena. Yeah, well, and I'm going, you know, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Lacey's talking about traffic, Ian's talking about traffic, Kevin's talking about traffic, but the thing is, and I'm not disparaging your comments, I don't know how many times you've been to, to D.C. or that area, I'm going by the comments from the people that live there that cover the Wizards and the Capitals regularly, and they could not say enough things about the ease of use when it comes to uh, DC's metro options to get in and out of there on public transit. So I don't know. It's just whatever. Again, it's it. But it's, let's always get another building so we can sell more. Uh, you know, upsell all the stuff to the affluent people, even though it's a blue collar sport and that is literally your bread and butter. Because let's you know, corporate douchebags they chase the winners. So anyway. After I say that, dude, apparel is, I'm sorry. I had to show this just because it just drives me fucking crazy. You know, Mitchell and Ness has gone right down the fucking shitter now that Fanatics is running stuff. And now Starter is starting. Starter, which used to have like one of the best fucking names in sports. They've decided to put out this black ice collection. Now, let's be honest. What What's the benefit of this? You know, it's $190 for Christ's sake. For a half zip pullover hoodie, a hundred and ninety dollars. This thing should maybe be eighty nine bucks, but a hundred and ninety dollars. And what's the difference here? The starter they only have to make one, one design: black body, white accents, black sleeves. Then just slap whatever the logo is in the upper left, stitch on whatever the the name of the team is, the font, and be done. We don't have to do a red red one for the Red Wings. We don't have to do a red, white, and blue one for the Rangers. We don't have to do a gold and black one for the Bruins. It's just such a transparent money grubbing. If again, if these are like ninety bucks, I'd be like, fine. 
But dude, 200 bucks and all, all you're doing is putting on a different patch. Go fuck yourself. Let's get into our tweet of the week. This should be fun. So if you're unfamiliar, <laughs> the, uh, the Giants lost out on a pretty big player this past week in uh, Shohei Otani. He went to the Dodgers, and uh, evidently the the point seemed to be why uh, Otani signed with L.A. is because San Francisco is a shithole. And Logan Webb decided to come out and say a lot of people that had never played in San Francisco seem to know a lot about it. Look, I think there's probably a little bit to this whole thing, probably a little bit more to it than that. But look, SF is a hole. I've been there many times. Like Logan can tweet all the things he wants. The fact remains that the few times I've hit the city, I've seen people doing drugs. I've seen them urinating, defecating. You see broken glass all over the place, particularly in parking lots because of car break-ins. We've seen all the videos on national news and on local news, not to mention how many businesses have closed because they were being blatantly stolen from on the daily. Um, so put, Point is, perception can be reality for a lot of people. So, I mean, dude, it's a shitty place right now. Do better. Do fucking better. Ooh, Barracuda. Hey, now. The Barracuda have won two games. Not only did they win two games... It was two games against the leading team in their division. Figure that one out. They had one win over five games. Then the Cuda have three wins in their last four. Figure it out. But um, in case you missed it, uh, Michael Molasses didn't. Frenzy nearly killed one of the Calgary Wranglers last night. Uh, you know, waving around the, uh, the, the Cuda win flag. And boy, thank God that flag is uh, much smaller than the uh, the sharks or the one that Sharky waves, eh? <laughs> but who do you blame this on, jerk? This is this is on the player, right, for not paying attention or at least not seeing like a a, a big dude in a Santa outfit waving some shit around. Um, no, no, I actually, I actually think, it's think it's on frenzy, frenzy because, because I think when you're when you're, when you're, when you're waving, waving something, something around like that around, like that, around other, other people, you need to be aware of your surroundings. surroundings. Okay. Uh, like, like, what, the player, like, player, like the player, like the player is, is on, on, like, like he's just trying to get off the ice, man. He isn't. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the player, like, like you, know, I, I, you know, you know, I, 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 I don't go to, I don't go to your, I don't go to your computer, computer desk, desk and tell you, tell you not, to, not to, you know, you know run, run over my toe with your chair because I'm, I'm in your workspace. True that. You know. Okay. I like that. The the thing that I do like the most about this clip, of course, is that after dude takes the shot to the head, you can see him and the two guys behind him. They all kind of have this look like, are we going to run them or are we going to just let that go? Yeah, man, <laughs> I would have, I would have, I, 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 I mean, no, no disrespect to the person, to the person who wears the Frenzy costume, costume, but I would, I would, I would have loved, loved to see them beat the wheels off that, that mascot. mascot. <laughs> not, not the person, like if the head came off, stop. Stop. Yeah. But if it's just the costume, I think that would be a fun sight. Oh, my bad, my bad. Suddenly the jerk echo. My bad. I forgot. We didn't uh, we didn't mute that one, but okay. Anyway, that was uh, that was too funny. Oh my god. So anyway, for uh, more Barracuda stuff, you make sure follow Teal Town USA, Ian Reed, Sharks Jewels, Kevin Lacey, all Marky Mark, 
They're all on Twitter for those live tweets and gifts during most Barracuda games and prospect type talk. <sighs> Prize time. Remember, prizes only go to people in the U.S. 48. If you're outside of it and you win something and you want it, you're going to pay the freight, or we uh, go to we go to the next person. I'm su- I'm surprised that the person who won from two weeks ago didn't say, "Hey, like." You mean Jimmy? It's been no. Um, so the last the uh, the last time we did a show, which would have been two weeks ago from today. The contest we put out on that show, I'm surprised mm. that winner wasn't like, uh, hey, I counted it up. It's been two weeks. Did I win? <laughs> so for those who don't remember, and if you don't, that's okay because I forgot myself. Yeah. So we... uh, obviously what the, 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 the question that we ask only pertains for the, you know, the, the the Winnipeg, it's, Arizona, and Colorado, those games don't count. No, it's New York Islanders, Detroit Red Wings, Las Vegas Knights. Yeah. So that is December. So, Islanders, December 5th. Red Wings, December 7th. Knights, December 10th. And, so and, we're straight. And, and what the, I've already, uh, dude, you're so good at keeping track of this and I'm so not. What the hell was the question? The question was, in those three games I mentioned, how long will Kalen Addison be on the ice for those three games combined? Ah, and the answer is? The answer was 51 minutes and one second. Oh, man. And did any, how close was the winning get, like within minutes or seconds? The the per, the closest person. Without going over? The winner, closest without going over, they were 41 seconds away. Oh, that's nice. Shout out. Uh, I'm 50-50 on if I know who this person is, but I believe it's their, It's only a small couple of times that they've entered the contest. Um, shout out. Winner. Big winner. I already emailed them. They have not responded. Richard Perez. Dun, 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 dun. Nice. All right. Like and... I said, I'm 50-50 on if I recognize that name or not. Yeah. Um, but you are the big winner. <laughs> if you're listening live, check your email. If you're listening on delay... Check your email, there and you if go. you've already checked your email, then disregard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and and to the people that have won previously but still haven't received their stuff, I shit you not, I had it on my calendar to get all of all of the previously ones, uh, previously ugh, previous wins sent out on December eighth. But a cardiac event in my life on December seventh kind of fucked that up. And I just want to <laughs> just. Just to do some housekeeping so we're all on the same page here. The outstanding winners still waiting for a prize. Bozasaurus, 666, Brandon Workman, Brett Jansen, Sean Rashkes, Jim Reynolds, Jason Lennon, Richard Perez. Right. Those and are our outstanding winners. Awesome. And the, those those will go out this week without fail. Um, Correct. But uh, with the exception of Jimmy because he'll just pick his shit up when he comes over. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so for uh, for for this week, how many games are this? Uh, we've got uh, L.A. Kings, Arizona Coyotes, Vancouver Canucks. It's a three pack. Three pack, and uh, there, uh, there's no fucking. We're not doing another takeover next Sunday, right? No, sir. Oh, it's the week after that. Okay, cool. So L.A. at uh, or no, I'm sorry, hosting L.A., hosting Arizona at Vancouver. Um, 
What say you, good sir? Where where are we at? What what can we do this time? What, well, how do you think so, the future should be predicted this time? A quick perusing of the uh, the old record books here. Um, we've done ice time saves, ice time block shots, shots allowed, shots for save percentage, and power plays. So, and remember, I have on deck. For in a couple weeks, uh, there's there's a stretch where the Sharks play three straight games at SAP. Okay. And that's the one that we're going to do combined attendance. For the three games? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But for, but for this week with the two home games and the away game, what you got? Oh, you know what? No, I remember you saying that that's, that's the contest that we're going to announce two weeks from tonight. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're straight. Yeah. So I. That's man. that's the one we'll yeah that's the one we'll announce on New Year's Eve. Correct. So getting a little getting a little inside baseball here. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Molasses just realizing it was without going over. Molasses, we've been saying this for three years. <laughs> I'm telling you. And you know what's funny about that, Molasses, is even if it wasn't closest without going over, you still wouldn't have won. <laughs> so, Sorry to say. Yeah. So what are we doing here? Um, I don't know, man. Um, you want to go? Uh, hmm. Would it be? Yeah, well. Would it be too froggy to say Grandlin power play time on ice? Uh, you know what? I have a thought here. Yeah, whip it out. Whip it out. Um, because, and I'm I'm gonna verify this before I put this information out there. I I would even consider doing like Granlin faceoff percentage. Yeah, but the only thing is that's such a small like window. You know what I'm saying? True. True. No, I'm saying motherfucker. Um. <laughs> It's a Trailer Park Boys reference for anybody listening. Because <laughs> um, what I was thinking is I believe Granlund is one of those players. And I want to double check before I put this out there. Say it. I, be I believe Granlund is one of those players that plays in all situations. So it might be kind of interesting if it's, you know, Granlund, time on ice, power play, and penalty kill. Power play and shorty. Correct. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Yes. But I don't know. But but I want to check because no. Let's do it tonight. Tonight. Uh. Uh. Granlund. Time on ice twenty oh eight. Power play time on ice three twelve. Shorthanded time on ice three fourteen. Okay. So he is an all situations guy. Yeah. And actually spent more time tonight. Two seconds more. Uh. Playing shorthanded than what web, power. What website gave you that info? Uh, the media.nhl.com, which, you know, you have to uh, be a member. Yeah, I got the, those. As soon as the All-Star game ended, I got gassed from those permissions. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll hook you up. Okay, so, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. That's fine. So since he's an all-situations guy, we can do that. All right. So combined, combined special teams ice time. There you go. So Power play and penalty kill. For the, uh, for the uh, three games, L.A., Arizona, Vancouver, amount of time collectively over those three games that Grandlin will spend 
playing special teams, whether it's with the man advantage or trying to kill a penalty. And as I said, tonight against the Colorado Avalanche, he spent a combined total six minutes, 26 seconds. So if you just want to take that times it by three and submit it, so be it. But uh, there you go. So get those submissions in before puck drop on, uh, when, when are they playing L.A.? Tuesday? There you go. Yeah, so Tuesday, December 19th, as long as Hockey Jerk has your submission before the puck drops, you're, uh, you're entered. And uh, yes, just special team. Okay, can somebody like throw molasses in the sin bin for five minutes? <laughs> Power play and penalty kill ice time combined. There you go. All right, so. And I was able to confirm uh, the information is accessible through. Um, your means? Yeah, literally if you just go to the Game Center page for any game and you go to f- Time on Ice SJS, you'll get what you're looking for. Perfect. If you want to like compare notes from previous games. Oh, there you go. See, perfect. He's even giving you the tools to study up. To to make an educated guess. Yeah. All right. All right. (laughs) Side bet. Oh fuck. Dude, we're at two hours. Let's get out of here before I have another heart attack. Over over under two and a half email submissions already received. Over. Zero. You lose. Oh fuck. All right. Oh, man. Oh, and this is an opportunity for uh, this week. Two games, uh, potential opportunities, particularly the Arizona game, for you to maybe pick up some tacos. Woo! We'll see. So, uh, anyway, the um, issue, of course, being that both of the home games, uh, not an issue for some of us, perhaps an issue for other people, but both games are ESPN Plus games. So, no, uh, I don't, that that means uh, no Randy, no Drew, no Brett, no right. Is that correct? Oh darn! <laughs> but uh, as long as it's no Leah Hextall, I'm fine. But dude, just watch the game on mute and put on your favorite TV show on the other screen. No, I feel you. So yeah, next two games are ESPN Plus. So do what you uh, do what you will. And so. plan accordingly. Exactly. Show so, up even later. <laughs> on Twitter, you can find him at hockey underscore jerk. You can find me at AJ underscore strong. And remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave your take in the comment section of this video if you were not able to join us live. And you can find links to our social media podcast apps and more included in the show notes. Find everything on tealtownusa.com. And remember, Jerkman has your access to the VIP Discord party. So, With that, remember to check out After Dark following every one of those Sharks games this week. Jerk, any parting shots for you before we hit the road? There's a uh, a two-pack of NyQuil uh, capsules with my name on it, and I'm looking to get into them. I feel that. So we will... uh... Catch you all. It's next Sunday at our normal time. There's, is there something happening? Is next Sunday like Christmas Eve or some shit? Yes. Fuck me. It is, isn't it? Oh my god. So we're gonna be. Oh, see how lucky you people are. <laughs> you get to join us not only on Christmas Eve but also on New Year's Eve. Oh, who could? 
Okay. You're welcome. Dude, I'm just letting you know. Like we were talking uh at the top of the show where it's like, okay, the the new year's could in fact it has the opportunity, not that it will, but it has the opportunity to become the like, you know, three and a half hour extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, dude, New Year's Eve show next week, dude, a spicy 60 and we out. Fair enough, dude. For for Christmas Eve, yeah. At 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 sixty minutes, it's just going to turn off no matter what. Yeah, exactly, dude. We just set a set a timer, and it, like as soon as it hits sixty seconds, we just start going. And okay, we're we're on Twitter and uh, gotta go. So, uh, <laughs> so thanks for joining us uh, after we had uh, a little a little week off. Again, not even lying. <laughs> the team gave me a fucking heart attack last Thursday. And uh, if you care to know more, ask questions or whatever, I'll be in the Discord for a hot minute here shortly. Uh, aside from that, hope you guys had a fantastic weekend and hope the uh, last couple weeks here of your 2023 are fantastic and bring everything that you're looking for, especially in the new year. Good night, everybody.